Hello and welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get raw and real about running an online business, living life as an entrepreneur, and figuring it all out as you go. After creating seven figures in my first three years as a coach and doing what I love every single day, I truly believe that you deserve the money, joy, and life of your dreams. I hope to inspire you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Oh my gosh, you guys, you are going to love this week's episode. I had the pleasure of chatting with and getting to know Lauren Eliz Love on this week's episode, and it was so good, you guys. We really tapped into what it actually takes to scale your business to six figures and then to scale it again to this half a million dollar mark per year, which Lauren has done just incredibly quick and with incredible success and integrity and just being authentic and it's so good. It's so juicy. We talk about content. We talk about vulnerability. We talk about opening up. We talk about not needing to be perfect and do not close out of this episode early because at the very end, I don't know how I did it, you guys, but she shared with us four really amazing strategies for getting to multiple six figures in your business. And even I was wanting to take some notes. So you're going to want to hear that. If you do not know who Lorne Liz Love is, there are some links to go follow her in the show notes. But let me tell you a little bit, you guys. Lauren is the founder of Badass Business Babe, and she has dedicated her life to transforming businesses and the women who run them. In 2015, Lauren left her corporate job as a national TV news producer and stepped into online entrepreneurship with zero backup plan and a desire to help women step into the highest version of themselves. Today, she runs a million-dollar business providing transformational tools for women everywhere. You guys, I cannot wait to introduce you to this chick and let you get to know her. So before I just babble away all day about what this episode was about and how good it was and all the things, I'll just let you enjoy. All right. See you in the episode. So hello, Lauren. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. I'm so excited to be here. This is so fun. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So I've been following you for, I don't even know how long, at least a couple of years, I feel like. And I feel that we've been in business for a very similar amount of time. So I'm just Mm -hmm. excited to get to know you and hear your journey and what's similar and what's not. But I just think it's going to be perfect for all the listeners of the Fully Free podcast. I'm so, kind of wondering how yeah. how did we how did we meet? Was it in a Facebook group? Because I feel like it might have been like manifestation babe or maybe like one of those like spiritual boss girl Facebook groups. But it had it had to have been because we haven't crossed paths in any like programs. Mm-mm. So it had to have just been social media, Facebook social group, media. Something <laughs> like that. Like just stumbling across each other, I feel like. The best way to do it. Yeah. And fun fact, Lauren and I live, I mean, probably like 30 or 40 minutes at the most from each other, although we haven't met in person yet. (laughs) We will. We so will. (laughs) We need to. Uh, Okay. So anyway, can you just tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do just to kind of kick us off? 
Yeah, sure. So hi, everybody. My name is Lauren Eliz Love. I'm the founder and visionary of a company called Badass Business Babe. And my whole journey of building that brand, obviously, we teach women how to be badasses in business. Mm -hmm. But all of that kind of started for me because I took this big leap back in 2015, quitting my job, trying to go out into the social media space of being a blogger and I don't know if you know who Lauren Everts is of the Skinny Confidential. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I used to watch her when I was in corporate. And I remember like I worked midnight to 9 a.m. I was a TV producer. It was the worst. Like it was just so miserable. And I would spend hours on her blog watching her just basically share her life and be unapologetically ridiculous. And I was like, well, I want to do that. Like I want to be able to make money by just living and sharing my lifestyle. And so uh, I watched her for years. And at one point I was like, wow, I've spent three years following this girl and she's blown up. And in three years I've done nothing. And so that really, for me, was this this real awakening of like, when would now be a good time to like do this scary thing that you've been making excuses to do? So um, I talked to my husband. We were just dating at the time, and I was like, look, what if, what if I just start a blog and I'll quit my job and I'll pull my four hundred one k and like we'll just do it for a year? And he's like, okay. <laughs> so we did, and uh, it was a lot of failing, a lot of trial and error. Uh, I really focused on sharing personal development content for women. So things like, you know, feeling unworthy and having unhealthy relationship patterns and breaking body image issues. And over time, within a year, I had a multiple six-figure brand. And then that was when women started asking me, hey, how the hell did you do this? And so we closed our doors and Badass Business Babe was formed. And it has been just a magical journey of helping women by showing them what's possible in their lives financially, emotionally, and spiritually. I love that. So one thing I love to hear too is like, I just, I feel like things just lead us to our where we're supposed to be. And I feel like for me, finding the coaching industry, like you can't plan that. <laughs> no. Right. So there's so no. many little things that at the time I had no clue what was going on, but I just feel like led me to here. But, um, what, like the question I like to ask is who were you before this business mm. and what really led you? So we hear a little bit about how you stumbled across the skinny confidential blog, which I actually, I love her and I love how yeah. she does her, her blogging and stuff. It's awesome. But I know. who were you before all this? Cause now you're like multiple six figure earner, mm the badass business babe. Who were you before? I was a mess. <laughs> I think I really like, there's no other way to describe it. So I, a big reason and drive for me to show up and share my life was because was really based in this principle of transformation. I just to share kind of like the bullet points of my life. I suffered with emotional health for emotional health struggles for majority of my life. Uh, my freshman year of college, I was actually date raped on campus and shortly after attempted suicide and ended up in a psych ward. And so mental health was this really big struggle for me for quite a while. And I had a really hard time feeling like I belonged, feeling like I fit in, feeling like I had my shit together. I mean, like I was the black sheep of my family and felt like nothing I really did was right or nothing I really did was like proud of by the people I wanted approval from. So 
going down that 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 channel of, or that avenue of life, I think we tend to attract really bad circumstances or environments or experiences when we don't feel like we're worthy of anything more than that. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, I got married. I'm not, not to my Matt now. I had a first husband. His name was actually also Matt, which is very weird. So, uh, so <laughs> Matt 1.0. Uh, and he, without, without me knowing, he was actually a, a really hard and heavy drug addict and had taken a lot of our money um, I, I at one point was almost homeless. I had to move back in with my parents and start over. And so my life was really full of a lot of baggage and uncomfortable things. And the thought of like showing up to share all of that on social media felt absolutely ridiculous and terrifying. But at the same time, it was actually something I really wanted to do because I, I wanted to like rip that bandaid off of being like, you know, uncomfortable or embarrassed about who I was. I wanted to be able to be like, yo, bitch, this is me. Like, this is what I've been through. So all of those really struggling things happened in my life. And once I got divorced, this was in 2012, before my blog, before my business, I went to a bookstore and sat on the floor and cried because I was so overwhelmed at the thought of like trying to fix my mess. Didn't have my shit together at all. But over time, things started to change. And as my life started to unfold and I got my act together and I found my first apartment and I started to have worthiness and my body image started to change, everything started to shift. I started to attract people who were asking like, how did you do this, right? How did, how did you repair your life? Because you were a fucking mess before. And that, that was where everything started to kind of unravel and I stepped into this element of leadership. And that's kind of where we are now. And tell me this. So when people start asking you, how did you do this? Both like with the personal life stuff and as that starts happening in your business and maybe even now, are you, do you still have those thoughts or were you still having those thoughts where it's like, but I don't have it all together. Oh, every day. Yeah, exactly. Because every every day I really, that's why I, I already knew a lot of what you shared with us with your story. And like, you really, you've been through some tough shit. (laughs) There's no denying it. And I think some people it's backwards thinking, I know, but some people think like they need to just be perfect and have it all together and naturally have it all together to Mm. be a coach or a mentor. And it's just not true, is it? It's no. And it's almost, it's very fascinating to me. And I'm sure like, I'm curious for you, Taylor, if you feel this way, but there are like two sides of the spectrum where people are like, wow, um, my life is a mess. How could I possibly help somebody? right? Like that's the the first category of people. And then there's this other category of people who are kind of like, well, my life journey isn't that dramatic enough that I could like market myself. So like what I've, I've, I've heard this from so many people. They're like, I'm just an average girl. Like I don't really have a crazy backstory and you know, how could I contribute? And like, here's the thing we've all been through stuff and it's all relative, right? One person could get a paper cut and the other person could get cancer and it's, it's, it's relative. It's pain to, to whoever is experiencing that thing. The, the difference between somebody who's successful and somebody who's not is that the person who's successful doesn't judge their story. They say, hey, this is my message. This is what the universe, source, divine, woo, this is what I've been given let me really use this. Let me help people with this. Let me make an impact. And so, um, yeah, I think it's kind of like the two, do you feel that way also? It's like those two. I totally, I feel that way for sure. I hear both of those things all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Your life is so perfect. 
Yeah. And then I, I think too, like we can both feel both of those things at different times too. Yeah. Well, I mean, even just like this past year, this is something that I've, I've been open and talking about how over the last year, 2019 was a freaking shit show for me. Like it was hard. I, I tried many different things in business. I publicly failed in bringing on a partner and had to navigate that whole experience publicly. And I think, you know, when you stop letting people see you, people don't feel safe enough to grow with you. Right. And so I, I think that's just something everybody should remember that like visibility of your true self is it should always be priority in your content and what you're creating. And that's the good, that's the celebration. And that's also the ugly and the difficult and the challenging. And because all of that makes you whole. And if, if you don't show even one of those parts, someone who's watching you is going to be like, well, what's wrong with me? Right. I have struggle. What's wrong with me? I have obstacle. What's wrong with me? And you know, when you show your obstacle, people are like, oh, wait, that's normal. Like, it's okay. Right. And that's, I think, part of our mission here is to let people know that they're okay to be themselves. I love that you said that because whenever, maybe this past weekend, I was thinking about our interview, like, what am I going to ask her? What do I see in her? Like, what is, what is maybe the topic that's going to come up? And something I really feel like you do really well is you you obviously do a lot of personal development and growth and you make it a priority to grow yourself. I think that's so obvious. And then I feel like something, at least from my perspective, I feel like you do with that is like, okay, now my business gets to evolve as I evolve. Yes. Yes. And I, I, so I think two years ago I was in India. I went on a this spiritual retreat. I was part of the Tony Robbins platinum partnership. Yeah. Right. And that was, at the time, the biggest, scariest investment I made in my life, it was $100,000 and I, like, I just wanted to cry, but I did it. Um, and when I was in India, I had this like very deep awakening on this concept of business really being a spiritual game. And, you know, when we're, when we're growing businesses, just like if we're growing a baby, right? Like people say like your child is your guru, right? Like your child teaches you and pushes your buttons and makes you relive things from when you were a child, right? Like it's the spiritual teacher and growing a little baby business is very similar in that it, it almost puts all of these limitations and resistance stories and fears and blocks all on the table and says, Hey, remember this. Right. So like, you know, getting rejected by a potential client. Remember when you were a kid and that, you know, other kid told you you were stupid, right? <laughs> or didn't want to hang out with you. Um, you know, it, it seems like every element of business growth has always been directly tied to my personal growth. And that's why, you know, as we're moving into this new element of 2020 and this year of vision, I really feel like that personal work is even more important to me in my life than it has ever been. Because when I grow, my business grows and the same for everybody out there. Yeah. You know, with the, with the podcast and the brand of fully free, I feel like there's three, there's so many types of freedom, but there's money, freedom, financial freedom, time freedom, but there's also emotional freedom. And to me, the biggest form of that I've gotten in my business is just full expression. And I think that's mm-hmm. been a common, a big theme for you too, just being able to be you. But and isn't it cool? Yourself. Isn't it cool how like the freedom of personal emotional freedom is tied to financial freedom? Like, do you find like the more free you emotionally feel, the more money comes to you, right? Yeah. And I've also found something I constantly find myself sharing on my own, the interviews I'm doing and my content is 
those times where I've shared some of the scariest stuff. And actually this is the, when I first booked myself out with coaching, it was when I shared my age. Cause I was so self-conscious about being a coach and being 20 years old. Like, wait, what? Yeah. My whole business was going to end. If anyone found out it was like my dirty hidden secret, like Stop. <laughs> hoping no one would find it out. And when I shared that, that was the month and literally the week that my coaching booked out. Oh my God. I just got goosebumps. That's so, so 20 yeah. for you, you felt like you were too young, right? You were like, who's yeah. going to take me seriously? Because well, who would hire anybody that's 20? They'd have to be crazy. And if my clients found out, like I want their money back and they'd all like go against me. Like I literally had this vision that like, it would just all be burned to the ground if it got out. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's cool. Brain for a while. Oh yeah. my God. So what well, for you? Thank you. What's something, this is something I wanted to ask is what's something that was scary for you to share? And maybe mm. it did have an amazing turnout, like my little story did, but I was like, <laughs> like, what was one of the scariest things for you to share that you have, you've put out there? So I love this question and I'm like trying to rack my brain because I, I want, one thing that I've challenged myself to do that started probably, I think in the middle of last year, at least once a month creating a really heart racing, nervous to press post piece of content. And yeah, at least once a month. And like, you know, I think for me, like in the beginning, I was like, well, I should do this every day. Like every day should be something that like makes your heart race. But you know, I don't have that many secrets. So it's kind of a (laughs) challenge. But I, I did start to do this practice. And so one thing that I did early on in 2019 was make the decision to well, actually it was kind of twofold. So I went, I went off of my antidepressants. This was a real big journey for me that I talked about to my audience. Cause even though I'm teaching business and worthiness and confidence, there are still elements of my life that I'm still trying to heal in the wellness area. And mental health has always been a thing. So I came off of my antidepressants and then it didn't work for me. I had some issues. I experienced some challenges and I had to go back and there was a part of me at the time, I'm, I've actually been off of medication now with, with symptom-free since I think July. So heads up, yay, 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 wow. super happy. Yeah, a huge accomplishment for me, especially to be symptom-free. It's been yes. like a really big thing. But at the time, going back on my medication made me feel like a failure and it made me feel embarrassed. In addition, the year before last, I had a really unhealthy relationship with alcohol and I was drinking to cope with stress. So, you know, for many overachievers out there, that idea of it's never enough. Have you seen um, The Greatest Showman? The no. movie The Greatest Showman? There's this song where she's like, never enough. And she's like screaming that it's never enough. And I remember watching, I was like, oh yeah, like, I hear you universe, like you're telling me to like learn how to be grateful. But when I was achieving these financial milestones, you know, I was trying to hit these goals back in, you know, 2018, 2017, that like, if I hit that, I'd feel good. If I hit that, I'd feel successful. If I had hit that, then I was on top of the world. And, you know, those emotions never really came because I was looking really outside of myself. So I, to cope with the stress of overachieving and stretching to the next milestone and over pushing, I would drink. And I didn't know how to protect my boundaries on coaching calls. So if I had a really heavy coaching call with a client, I wouldn't know how to release that energy from my body and I would drink. Mm -hmm. So I was like this empathetic sponge and 
also being this overachiever stressed out. So I had a really unhealthy relationship with alcohol and uh, back in February, I got sober. So I'm almost on my year anniversary. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you. But that was also scary to share too, because, you know, when you're leading people, you instantly feel like you have a deeper responsibility to do things the right way. You know, that's like leading anybody. And, you know, with that comes this pressure and this almost sometimes this inability to allow yourself to just be human. And I had some shit I needed to do, you know? So I I think those are probably the two biggest things that made me feel uncomfortable, but they were widely received with love when I did share them. And my business exploded when I did that work. So yeah. And you know, those are like, especially the thing about the antidepressants and the the medication that's, I remember you, I can see that post. Like I remember it. Like that's the stuff that stands out, even though I don't have that journey. You know, you'd think I would remember that because I've been through it too and it resonate, but Mm -hmm. I remember it because I think the, the thing I'm hearing is like, it, leadership's not about being perfect all the time. No, it's no. it's about choosing to continue to grow and bringing people along with you. Yes. And, and the continuing to grow element is the most important part because that work's never done, right? You, you will get to a level of your business and then you'll say, okay, I want to go to the next level. And that's going to require you to see things differently, to be different, to act different, to lead different. Uh, and to learn different. So I, I like that, that continue to grow element. It's always a practice. Yeah. And like we were saying a little bit earlier, I think there's people that right now are feeling like, well, I'm not good enough or I'm not perfect enough or I still have struggles. Good. Yeah, good. This is awesome because you can leverage those and you can grow through those and heal yourself through those. And then what's really, I think what's so cool about this kind of business is you get to share it and you that's what it means to make money being you not make money being the like Instagram polished, perfect version of you. Like no, like really make money being you and, and an impact and helping people. Cause I'm sure that you've impacted so many people through those stories, even though they may not seem business related. Right. And even like what you had shared about the concept of your beautiful brand, those elements of freedom, right? Like emotional freedom and financial freedom are so deeply tied together and it is not free at all to pretend to be something that you're not on social media. I mean, that is the worst. (laughs) I can't imagine living that way. So, you know, transparency is just a part of the process. Yeah. And I think people can be encouraged to hear like, people respond well to it, even though it's scary, it gets your heart. Oh my God. They love it. (laughs) They love it. They totally love it. I mean, like your 20 year old thing, right? Like that's, that's a huge testament. I've, so just recently, just circling back when I, uh, announced what had happened with our partnership and like why I did that. Mm-hmm. We, at the time we were filling our membership and I was in open enrollment. So there was a part of me that was like, well, it's open cart and I want people to buy for me, you know, this offer, but I'm also sharing something really vulnerable. And I was just laughing at how silly I was to think that those two things would conflict because after I shared I literally got like five messages in an hour from people who said, this is exactly why I enrolled. This is exactly why I signed up. This is exactly why I jumped in the membership. And like, I mean, it's just like, look, we've been conditioned as young kids to believe that if there's something wrong with us and people see it, we will be rejected. And we're conditioned to believe that there's even something wrong with us. But the truth is that we are all whole and we're all human. And if we just show up that way, 
people are so inspired by it that they want to be in your energy and then they trust you as their leader, regardless of what you're selling. You could be house training ferrets. It doesn't matter, but (laughs) people will trust you if you're real about it. Oh my God. I love that. Especially like that specific story, which I love that you shared that. And I feel like there were definitely people wondering (laughs) about that situation. Um, And so I think you sharing that was just, it it was probably freeing for you and it was intriguing for people. And it just, it just like gives you a clean slate. Right. But what I also love about it is you're running a successful company. You're teaching people how to, how to run a business. So it's easy to think like, maybe you should never make any business mistakes. But I think that's just laughable because I, I switched my mindset from being like, oh, if I'm a business coach, I need to be perfect at business, which I don't think exists. <laughs> now I'm like, I don't think yeah, that exists. Is. I don't think it's possible. But now it's like, no, the mistakes I make, I celebrate because I make mistakes every week, month, like year. Yeah. Every day. Constantly. Every day. I have stuff that doesn't work, stuff I regret, but I, that's the stuff I'm sharing with my clients. And it's so, it's so helpful for them too. And I'm like, look, my last launch, I wish I wouldn't have done this, this, and this, and this went wrong and this was slow and whatever. And they're like, oh, now I know like I can still have a successful year in business, even if I have a launch that sucks or a month that sucks or a few months that suck or (laughs) whatever, you know? I think too, it's, it's really important to remember that the most successful people on the planet are usually the ones that fail the most. Yeah. You know, like I, I I think of people like Steve Jobs, right? Like he didn't just wake up one day and be like, all right, I'm just going to design this computer. Okay, great. It's done. Like they had huge challenge. They had huge, huge obstacle. They had flops of launches. He got fired at one point from his board. Like, you know, he really failed a lot. And he went on this journey of figuring out how to be successful because in the time it took, a non-successful person to try one thing and fail. He had already tried seven and he probably failed six of them, but he found the one that worked. And so I try to remember that, that the journey of success is not about avoiding failure. It's actually about failing upwards and implementing as many tactics and as many opportunities of growth as possible so that you learn quicker. I love that. So I love this conversation so much, but I want to switch gears a little bit because something else that I know about your business is, well, I know you're married and I know that Matt, your husband is a part of your business Mm -hmm. and I don't have that. Well, I am married, but I'm just, I know I get questions all the time about like how to get your husband on board or, you know, how to have his support, how to have him not be freaking out when you want to make investments. And then you also have the dynamic of where like, he's pretty much seeing it all right. (laughs) Cause he's a part of your business. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no share a little bit about what that's like for you guys, what that experience was like. Yeah. And it's a, you know, forgive me too, as we dive into this, if it's a little bit more like longer winded, because there's, we've, we've changed and grown a lot, you know, over the journey. So when I quit my job in, in 2015, the first thing I was trying to get him to support was me quitting my job, right? Like that was the, that was the first step. Yeah. And it was, he was working a regular corporate job. My husband's background, just to let you and the audience know, he is a former engineer and his job was to go to aerospace product producing companies and fix them. So he has a lot of experience in management and successful business operation, which has been very challenging because I had none of that experience. So I had a really big learning curve when he did come on board. But in the beginning, he financially supported me and emotionally supported me when I took the leap. 
And we always talk about this when we go back, how we took turns being the rock. And so for for me, he was the rock that was like, yeah, go ahead, give this a shot. You can do it. Yeah. Like go after your dreams. That's fine. And I had to really show up that year working the hardest I've ever worked in my life. I look back and that was the hardest I've ever worked in my life that one year. But he kept having faith and of being supportive and trusting me. And I think it's important to remember the dance of going back and forth, right? It's not just about one person supporting the other. So we made a plan and we said, okay, 12 months, you'll go after this for 12 months. And if after that, if nothing happens, you will go back and get a regular job. And so by 12 months, we could stretch a little bit. And then another three months, we stretched a little bit. And then the pattern became, wow, this is actually working. Maybe I want to quit my job too, Matt. And so he started to get that feeling of like, well, you know, his work started to get really bad. I always say this to people, the minute you get the download to do something, the universe just starts shifting things for you. And so like for me, when I wanted to quit my job, the minute I got that download and then I was like, oh yeah, like that's kind of scary. I got a new boss. I got a new shift. The hours were terrible. Everything started to change. It was like fucking doomsday. Like everything just started to fall apart because the universe was pushing me towards what I wanted. And the same thing happened for him. So when he got the download to want to quit, all of a sudden his boss started to get, you know, really pushy. He was working way more than he should. He was being schlepped all over the world and it just became too much for him to handle. And so then it was my turn to be the rock. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, babe, you got, I got this, right? And I didn't feel like I got this. I was like, oh, fuck. I've only had like two $8,000 months. Like, how do I know that I can sustain this? We just got a house. Like, this sounds terrible. But I, I was the rock for him. And so he quit. And then, I'm, and this is, again, this is something that's always uncomfortable for me to share. I was hitting multiple six figures, but I was spending more than I was making. Mm-hmm. So year one, I hit $8,000 the entire year. <laughs> year two, I made $187,000, but I was playing catch up from all of the debt that I had acquired and all the debt that I was continuously, continuously accruing. So my husband, who's really big into numbers and money, he's like, what the hell are you doing? This is crazy. I'm going to come in. So he started to manage our finances and he started to handle the bills and he started to handle the transactions of the company. And then from there, as we started to expand, he took on more responsibility like Facebook ad management and um, project management for our team. And I did not want anything to do with that because (sighs) he has a very logical brain Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm like, what is my soul field today? What do I feel called to do? And so I I think it's just just circling back to the question of like, how do you get your husband to support you? Don't expect your husband to be like you, right? Like, I think it's, that's so important. Like he's logical, he's strategic and he's masculine and structured and that works for us, but he doesn't expect me to change and I don't expect him to change. And we've learned to compliment each other while respecting Mm -hmm. each other. And I, I think those are the important qualities of any successful partnership is learning how to balance each other out and also learning how to express like what you want and also hold space for what the other person needs. Like I wanted to quit my job, but he really needed a 12 month container, right? We needed that plan. 
So, you know, don't be afraid to have those conversations and be like, well, honey, what would make you feel safe if I did this? What, what rules can we put in place? What guidelines can we implement that would make this feel a little bit more safe and structured for you? And that time and time again has worked for us. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. And I can only imagine that it's, it's a journey <laughs> and learning. And, and again, yeah. like this thing of like growing, evolving, you know, yeah. and like we we fight about things sometimes like we're, we're normal. Like just the other day we were talking about like goals for business. And I had set, we set a financial goal and then I was like, well, I don't know if you do this, but I also set like email list building goals yeah. or, you know, Instagram number goals. Cause it's fun for me. Like I yeah. like the game and we get in the car to go to the grocery store after our meeting. And he's like, those numbers have nothing to do with anything and they're not correlated. And there's no data to prove that your Instagram has anything. And I'm like, I just want this goal because it just feels fun to me. Like, fuck you. Let me have it. So, you know, we just, when I say that playfully, but like, you know, we have different approaches. And now when we run our, our programs or we launch things, the question he always asks is, um, like jokingly, like, what's your soul saying, right? Like, what, 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 how many people do you want this round? How many people are you trying to call in? And so he respects the intuitive part of the process for me. And that's been huge. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So let's talk making money. I think, that's right. what, I think that's what everybody wants to hear about. <laughs> let's make all the money. Yeah, for sure. So, you being somebody who I feel like has grown your business to multiple six figures pretty quickly and kept it there, which I think is incredible yes. and very important. Um, this may be hard, but what would you say if you had to sum it up into maybe three things have been the three game changers for actually being able to make more money? Hmm. Okay. I have a question about this question. Okay. Do you want, do you want the top three for like this particular season of business or do you want them for when I went from like 180,000 to like half a million per year? Like, what yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with somebody okay. who's making some money, maybe on track or at six figures. Scale and wants up. to go to scale. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cause the principles are very similar, but they're just, I think yeah. they, they evolve and they look just a little bit different. Okay. So from 180,000, there was a lot of push and a lot of force and a lot of thinking that I needed to do everything. I think the the woman at that level, uh, you know, guys, if you're listening, correct me if I'm wrong, but you feel like you have to answer every message that comes through. You feel like you have to have every discovery call and, and you know, be available to everybody all the time. So, you know, back then I had this wide open energy of, you know, give me the opportunity universe, right? Like I would just literally sit there and scroll through my DMs constantly and try to find the next client. I was kind of in search mode. And then when I think about the year prior, the year after, when I hit half a million, things were very different. I, I really did go into well, a couple of things. Number one, I, I started to set some really clear boundaries. So I looked at the question of who is the half a million dollar Lauren and what is she doing? And like, you know, a lot of us, maybe half a million isn't your number. Maybe it's a million or maybe it's $10,000 a month, but there's a version of you that you're trying to be. And when you close your eyes and you imagine her, she doesn't exactly live the way that you're living right now right? Like she, I mean, I have a girl I'm chasing right now, a version of me I'm becoming. She doesn't live like this, right? Like she lives a little bit differently. And 
your job, if you can like tap into that. So like when I tapped into that, one of the biggest things for me was that I wasn't working all the time, you know, freedom, time freedom, right? Like you had said. So I immediately was like, well, I'll have time freedom when, (laughs) when I'm at a half a million, then I'll have time freedom. (laughs) Bullshit. Total bullshit. (laughs) You got to create that environment and that energy now, and then things will start to come that way. So I started to get really, really focused and respectful of my time. I was really not focused and respectful of my time. So if I was with my husband, I was checking my phone for messages and business. I started to show up a little bit more like that leader. And you know what ended up happening? The people that I was afraid, you know, like, well, what if that client says no? What if she feels like she's not being respected because I don't respond to her right away? When I did respond to people and I was intentional and heartfelt and present, the minute they got that message, I was changing their life in a way that I could not have if I was in constant reactive mode. My, my message was better and they were actually more excited to talk to me because it was harder to talk to me. Right? Like it was just like the very unique present energy experience. So I started to do that in all areas of my life, whether it was managing my Instagram account or answering messages from actual clients or even, you know, going to a dinner and being present with a friend instead of checking my phone. I started to really change that nature and that dynamic of my business. I also stopped looking at other people's stuff. And that was fucking hard and huge because, you know, in the beginning, you know, I would say probably anywhere from zero to six figures or maybe two, two times six figures, you're really learning. Yeah. It's important to look at other people's stuff because you're learning how to write a call to action post. You're learning how to have sales conversations. You're learning how to take a good photo, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to be a student. Yeah. But then at some point there comes this line where it's like, am I being too much of a student because I'm afraid of being a leader? And I started to like really detox from like looking at other people's content and waking up every day and like not scrolling social media and sitting down and being like, what do I want to create today versus what's going on with my audience, right? Like I, I really started to get more focused on what I was putting out and spend less time taking things in. And so that was a big one for me. And then I think in terms of like strategy and structure, because this is always a really important element of business, I started to get really, really clear about my launch calendar. And I don't think a lot of women actually do this. I I think there's a lot of fear of being too structured and too organized or like too mapped out. But like I have my whole 2020 calendar year on a on a calendar, right? And like, I know that I can hit my goal of my end of the year financial goal if I hit my personal individual goals for each and every launch. And I, I calculate that, right? The, the only reason we hit half a million dollars that year was because we decided to hit half a million and then we strategize how to hit half a million. So we were like, okay, we have these, these three programs. We're going to run once a quarter. We're going to have this group program that launches twice. It's this amount of money. How many people can we get? And like, I literally made that all in an Excel sheet and started to play with the numbers. And it's so fucking easy when you see those numbers in front of you. And then you can get laser focused on like filling that stuff versus like, you know, just being 
hutsy putsy trying to like do whatever to make money online, right? So having that calendar made us feel really professional and very business focused. And then I'll give you another one because I'm feeling very inspired. I'm sorry. A lot of information. <laughs> um, so uh, waste, waste in, in your business. I, I mentioned my husband being strategy focused. There are like five different types of waste in your business. And, and one of which is, you know, doing things twice right? So if you've ever made a graphic and you're like, oh, fuck, I spelled something wrong or I have to change this or like this doesn't look right. Uh, another type of waste uh, happens when things pass through too many hands. So like if you edit something and then your assistant edits it, but she doesn't do the right job and then you change it and you correct it. You know, we started to look at all of these systems of our business, like uh, client onboarding, you know, taking on a client, what's that process look like? And, you know, having someone join a program, what are the next steps after they buy? And we put automation in place so that I didn't have to show up to do all of those elements. And that was huge because my time was so valuable in holding the space of receiving the income that when I freed it up from all of these menial tasks, not only did I have freedom emotionally, but like I could be in a higher vibration and lead and receive more students. And so I encourage everybody, you know, depending on when this airs, if this is like, you know, your year of fresh start and you're saying, hey, like I'm going to do things differently, please look at where you're wasting your time, where you're wasting your, your resources emotionally and physically and, and come up with game plans to automate and delegate and hand things off so that you have freedom. Yeah. So good. I feel like everybody probably could have took like 55 pages of notes and then like, <laughs> <be> talking. <laughs> I always feel like I'm like, talking too much, but I had so much yeah. I wanted to share on that. So good. It's all good. So, <laughs> um, no, I, I love that. And it was very similar for me going from six to multiple six figures. That thing that you were talking about with like your time mm -hmm. and, oh, it's so true. You have to start putting your time first and I, I tell it to my clients, it's like you, they'll come to me and they'll say, okay, I want to make this much money and I want to feel like this, this, that, you know, like good. And I have so much time freedom and I have time with my man and I have time to do this and I'm taking care of my body. And what are they doing? They're hustling still. And they're doing all the same things they were doing. And it's exactly what you said. They think that that will just kind of happen once the money is there. It does. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's misaligned. You have to start acting like that and prioritizing those things. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like you, they say like you teach people how to treat you, right? Like that, that element, you also treat your business, you teach your business how to treat you. And so like, if you're reactive all the time, you're teaching your business and your clients that that's how you run your business. And that's not inspiring for anybody to want to be around. So yeah, you got to build that first always. Yeah. Put that yeah. first. That was all so amazing. I love it. Uh, thank you so much. Can you let us know um, a couple places to find you for those that are resonating and want to just keep following, get more from you? Yeah, for sure. So I have Instagram obviously is like my hangout place. I feel like everybody says this, but my handle is badass business babe. You can come follow me there. And then also I think we gave you guys a link to my six free laws of wealth audio training. Yes. So if you guys want to grab that, it's six, it's a six part free audio series on the principles of creating wealth. And it is very easy to follow and very transformative. And that's on badassbusinessbabe.com slash wealth, you know, like wealth, like money. Money, <laughs> wealth. <laughs> I, I love money. it. 
And we will link to all of that in the show notes and, and below in the description. So thank you, Lauren. I'm sure everybody loved this. I know I did. And thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. And everyone listening, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye guys. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. But before you go, if this helped you find clarity, feel motivated, or learn something new, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a five-star review on this podcast? It would mean the absolute world to me as this podcast is still really new and it would help other badasses just like you find this show. And that is the most amazing thing I could ever ask for. So thank you in advance for leaving that five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye guys.